I Tell Stories is brought to you by Somewhere, Cannabis Dispensary, Portland, Oregon, Illock Supply, and people like you. It was all I could think about. Bottles of rum, we drinking now. Get off my stool, I'm thinking how. My brethren next to me sinking scowls. Pass that shit with a winking smile. Marijuana, you stinking pal. Muskets and sabers could drink the now. Background piano with a blinking style. Friends with Benjamin, but we some veterans. And if you got a scheme, we consider it. After them pieces, after them dividends. Trying to rise from the seasons we living in. Oh, so anyway, like when we were walking, he tripped over this stick, boom, face full of bear shit, right in a pile, swear to God. The, the fuck is that? Look, dude, what the fuck is that? Holy shit, I think it has a whale. Whoa. Anyway. The Thunderbird? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what that was. Flying right over our head. We're not talking about some old car convertible with like a fake tire in the back. Right. Whatever the hell. No, the Thunderbird is a supernatural creature, particularly important to North American indigenous peoples of the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. They're also found in legends of indigenous peoples of the Southwest, Great Plains, Great Lakes, and the East Coast of the U.S. Dang. Uh, The Ojibwe version of the Thunderbird was created to battle with evil spirits that lived underwater. It is believed they arrived in spring with the other birds and migrated south in the fall with underwater spirits' most treacherous season at too clear. Uh, the Thunderbirds are also known to discipline humans who lack morals. Lack morals. So they were kind of a, um, hmm. So they, uh, very supernatural, like directly involved with uh, our everyday going ons. Um, when you said that underwater yeah. thing, I actually seen something that there's a opposite to the Thunderbird, not to start right off with this, but it was like the water panther or something. Uh. Did you read anything about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Iroquois um, and uh, Algonquin both have tales of lightning coming from the eyes of the Thunderbird. Hmm. And the Algonquin mythology states that the Thunderbird rules the upper world and either the great horned serpent or underwater panther controls oh. the underworld. Dang. Um, and it, uh, the Thunderbird will cast bolts of lightning at underworld creatures. <laughs> Go Thunderbird. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like the Thor. And then indigenous people... Yeah. That's yeah, like Bird Thor. <laughs> Sorry. I just, uh, that's what I was thinking about. Go ahead, my friend. Continue on. I'm really probably going to butcher this because I was trying to find, you know, pronunciation by the people, but the Menominee mm-hmm. um, indigenous people in what's now Wisconsin believe a great mountain floats in the sky and acts as a perch for the Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. And they are in charge of hail and rain. And take pleasure in battling great horned snakes to prevent them from overrunning the planet and destroying mankind. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah, so the Thunderbirds are sent directly by the great sun. Oh, okay. I did see stuff like that about them, um, that they were sent by the sun. I also, uh, I had some pretty, uh, uh, I read an interesting little tale, and I'll summarize it real quick. And it didn't really specify where the Thunderbird came from, but it did inspire my intro there, kind of. And uh, it has to do with how, you know, they did kind of watch over people. 
in a way they always were thought to and some of these native groups would like curse them or praise them because they would also destroy their crops they could do a lot of things you know and um so goes the story is that him and his mother were walking along on the beach and they heard this enormous sound Whoosh, and it was just everything and uh they look up and there's a thunderbird oh my gosh the thing of legends you know and uh, it comes down and during this time uh well they were walking along the beach trying to find anything to eat basically it was what was going on there people were starving all these things right so anyway the thunderbird plops down this whale you know and of course they're terrified at first but they come to see that uh it's an it's not really an offering but a hey here's a helping hand i can tell you guys are hungry go ahead and have this whale so tribe carves up the the whale and everything and everything's great years later same uh kid now man's walking down the beach and uh, he sees a whale just sitting there, dead, you know, obviously. It's not just sitting there yeah, uh, in its lounge chair with a pipe, <laughs> having, you know, yeah, having a martini. Having a lemonade. Yeah. Taking up the sunrise. <laughs> Eating some fried chicken. Yeah, so, like, you know, that's not going on. Anyway, so the whale's dead on the beach, and um, he's like, oh, my gosh. And so he, he goes and um, goes to tell his, his uh, tribal elder just to say, hey, there's a big dead whale there in this uh possibly could be the sign of a thunderbird and so the tribe goes out immediately starts carving up this whale right and just dissect i like everything. blubber with my breakfast yeah i heard it's good on crackers so they start decide they did <laughs> they start to cut the whale up to like you know do their thing right well this boy man now man. he looks over and he sees um the thunderbird and he's like oh shit these guys are going to end up with a face full of bear shit any second now. They don't know that this isn't, like, for them. This is the Thunderbird's meal. So he tries to go tell his elder, and the elder, you know, he's like, aha, whatever, you, you and your mother and your dumb beliefs, basically. And so they uh, continue on. The Thunderbird wakes up. Everybody's like, oh, man, he was right. You know what I'm saying? Well, instead of, like, the Thunderbird killing all the people, he immediately turns the whale to stone. And as all the people who had already... Damn. Yeah, and so all the people who had already feasted on this whale, the the whale turned a stone in their stomachs and killed them. Damn. Yeah. So, this is not over. I have a story this time. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so it's not over. This goes on, you know, and the, the people are like, shit, there are the ways, things, and this, that, and that, and the other thing. Well, this boy turned man. Uh, now begins to age, and you know he wasn't the most successful hunter in the world. And but him and his family, they settled on the you know the Great Lakes or whatever, and they they were just living their life out. And he's he's an old man now, and he's about seventy. And him and his uh, his grandchildren are trying to you know fish and do some things to find some food and whatnot and forage. And all of a sudden, this familiar sound. Ooh, and he gets louder, and he's like, oh, shit, it's the Thunderbird. I thought I was cool. I didn't eat none of the whale. He's come to, like, you know, because he's one of the only survivors. So he's come to, like, finish me off, right, because it reminds him. All of a sudden, the underwater panther jumps out, basically. It, it goes into more detail in this tale I've read, but and starts to, like, about kill him, and then he sees the Thunderbird out of nowhere, and there's this big fight. Thunderbird wins, carries off the underwater panther. And then just whatever. And at that moment, for some reason, he realizes that the Thunderbird, like many things in life, doesn't actually care if we live or die. If we, like, curse it or do the wrong things, it could be very much so like a, 
a child who who burns a, a insect with a magnifying glass. That's how he compared it in this story. And I was like, oh my god. So the Thunderbird is just kind of this like true force of nature, like a thunderstorm, you know, but in animal form. That's what I get out of this tale, my friend. Dang, that's a good one. I uh, I couldn't find if there was any relation to Thundercats, but oh. I don't think so. Snarf. <laughs> <laughs> that's like really all I remember about fucking Thundercats. I barely just missed Thundercats. You know what I'm saying? It's because I'm 82, you know, so I'm sure you hit it a bit and then I did not. I, I remember it a little bit, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Snarf. Indeed. Yeah. Um, I did see in 1977, uh, I actually read a little bit. It was in the newspaper. Uh, Mondale, Illinois, witnesses claimed to have seen a young boy attacked by two birds. No one could identify. The birds reportedly had a four and a half foot body to go along with an approximately eight foot wingspan. Oh, wow. They're said to be black with a white ring around their necks with a hooked bill, three front claws, and one back one. One of the birds is said to have picked up 10-year-old Marlon Lowe and carried him away above 30 feet. Oh, um, Somehow he got back to the ground, and his mother, Ruth Lowe, was, was able to fight off the birds and rescue her terrified boy. <laughs> but that was there were lots of witnesses for that one, and um, I read something that it was a guy that covered it, and he just said, yeah, you wouldn't. You'd think this was a joke, but I actually oh, <laughs> worked on this article. Okay. Um, and then I read another uh, cryptozoology author, Warren Coleman, wrote about uh, April 10th, 1948, Illinois again, in Overland, Illinois. Uh, three people believed they saw a plane until they saw it starting to flap its wings. And just a few weeks after that, in Alton, Illinois, a man and his son saw what they described as an enormous bird creature with a body shaped like a naval torpedo. They said it flew at least 500 feet above them and cast a shadow of the same size as a small passenger plane. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, similar sightings around St. Louis to the point the residents wrote to the mayor, uh, Mayor Kaufman, expressing concern about the giant creatures. And the mayor directed an assistant to set a trap for the Thunderbirds. But when blue heron tracks were found on an island in the Merrimack River, the mystery seemed solved. Yeah. Um, Cop out. So, yeah. yeah, 2002 in Alaska, witnesses described seeing a bird-like creature that was something out of Jurassic Park with oh. roughly a 14-foot wingspan. Oh, my gosh. Scientists uh, believe they may have seen a stellar sea eagle, which mm. have six to eight-foot wingspans. Um. Other other reports as late as 2007 was the last I found around San Antonio, Texas, and many cryptozoologists theorize that you know real animals have been spotted, but that their size was just misjudged. They, you so, know, that could be a possibility. Sometimes I do know for a fact. I actually just read an article about something that had to do with NASA and UFOs, and it made a lot of sense. Um, they were talking about how, like, you know, you see a UFO and it like does the zigzag patterns and all these things. Well, he was like, "Well, I was up in space a lot, and there's so many times when I seen shit that I was like, what? And then as he like started to think about it, he's like, it's the atmospheric lens." And what it is is, like, you know, that's a bunch of, like, basically gases up there in its own right. And it, it does play tricks with light because it's thicker and thinner and et cetera. And it can cause, like, objects to kind of bounce around with, like, the pattern of the wind or the flow of the, you know, the atmosphere. 
but you know, so that's what that could be as far as maybe misjudging the size. But I don't know, man. There's some real shit to this Thunderbird thing. And um, some of those accounts sound pretty legit to me. Also, that all being said, um, did you read anything about the Mississippian people? No. Okay. The Mississippian people had a, like, a well, there's a mound. And uh, uh, although, if you don't know about them, they do not, they're not from Mississippi. Um, they're in Illinois. That's why I thought of this. Okay. And there's a, a, a mound. I think it's Mound 72. This is off the top of the head, my friend. So, you know, just let me be. But uh, so Mound 72, I know that for sure. And it's the Mississippian Birdman. And it's like a part of like Quickia. I want to say, I can't remember how to say that shit. Um, anyway, but it's this old ancient city, and it's a Mississippian Mound 72, and they found a Birdman, where he uh, was uh, a really important figure, and uh, his uh, tomb had, like, uh, basically a Thunderbird all around it, like a falcon or something, but in, like, shells, you know what I'm saying? Because they're obviously kind of by a lake, I'm assuming, you know? But this goes back, and then they kind of looked into it, and there's a lot of this, like, these 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 very powerful people from like it would be these people that the Mississippian people are basically like what was before the Native Americans as we know them right so like you know this goes deep is all I'm saying this Thunderbird's been around bro and it's had time to grow <laughs> sorry and there's, isn't that like a wine too like a really high alcohol oh god that's terrible terrible wine fun <laughs> fact fun fact uh, yeah, the, i don't know why they insulted the thunderbird like that but. right fun fact first uh bottle of liquor i ever stole well whatever was thunderbird and a bottle of kiwi mad dog 2020 Ooh, getting yeah. it yeah yeah, I know, right? I didn't know what I was doing. I think I was only like 13 or some shit like that, but mm-hmm. maybe younger. Poison and sugar. Mm. Yeah, pretty appealing Thunderbird. Strange dyes. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird. Illinois has a Thunderbird. Y'all got the Sasquatch. We just have a bunch of meth heads in Montana. Yeah. Oh, no. Not fair. Little people. The little people probably... Okay, that's true. Yeah. I don't think they partake in meth. No, they do not. Do not. The Narumbi are, are very... Uh, yeah, they're with it. You know what I want to see is a Narumbi riding a Thunderbird. Oh, yeah. That could be a tattoo. A few of them could fit. Yeah. That could be a tattoo. They could go to Edgar and get a steak. Right, they could. Yeah. Uh, for real. Yeah, so a Narumbi riding a Thunderbird. I want to see that on somebody in a tattoo. Speaking of that, Stephanie Big Eagle, a tattooist and descendant of Dakota and Lakota Sioux, designed a tattoo featuring a Thunderbird to support the protest against the Dakota Access Pipeline. This tattoo became a symbol of solidarity and resistance, raising funds for the movement and offering a prayer to the Thunderbirds for protection. And apparently this caused some, uh, uh, people were getting this tattoo like in Australia and shit, trying to be like solidarity, man. Screw you. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I seen a picture of it. It was it was relatively I liked it a lot. It was it was based on like the original indigenous kind of artwork from her area, which would be South Dakota. That's awesome. Yeah, man, legit. So, sorry, do you um what else you got, my friend? I know there's so much on this guy. I a uh, guy, well, whatever you want to call it, thing. I don't know. Do you call it an animal? Is it a creature? A creature? I don't yeah. <laughs> or is it just like yeah, I mean, here's the thing about some of this stuff. Let's get philosophical. Like, 
if it's a creature, then we probably should be able to see it from time to time, right? Unless it's like one of those interdimensional things where it's just hitting a loop, right? You know, when you start to think about these guys too, like these guys, these animals, these spirits or whatever, it really does matter what you classify them as. Because if they're animals, you know, then we should be seeing them kind of out and about sometimes, unless they're like some sort of freaking, you know, thing from another dimension on one of those weird loops or whatever the heck's going on. I don't totally get into that, so I'm not sure. But um, then, you know, you think about the skinwalkers and how they can kind of, you know, it seems like they're really tied into like orbs and stuff that kind of can pop in and out of like our realm, you know, so that would put them in a whole different dimension, right? So they could just kind of be a real thing at the same time, but not really be. Does that make sense? <laughs> or, or they're like some sort of like, you know, maybe they are. They're from the sun, like they say. And, you know, some things aren't meant for us to 100% understand. And they're just there to keep things in check. Kind of like uh, Baron Samdi from uh, Voodoo, right? He's not necessarily your buddy. Yeah. He's not your necessarily your buddy, but he's like, yeah. Hey, they're dang. Well, it's very, you know, tribe to tribe. The Sioux thought it was, a, it believed it to be a noble creature mm. who, uh, protected humans from reptilian monsters but yeah then there's also uh, some tales of you know when it needed rain the thunderbird sent rain and storms that were so bad that they um, caused floods and destructive winds and fires caused by lightning so yeah it varies yeah. Um, it's basically feared and respected by many of them Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, and then when you got to think about this stuff, too, like, the comparison, the Thunderbird, like, you know, you know, even nowadays, like, up in the clouds, if you're anywhere where you have thunderstorms, or if you've ever been around a real thunderstorm, it's it rumbles, hits you right in the chest, and those lightning strikes are loud and crazy, and it's just raw power, and even us in our modern times, we're so cool, like, we can't control that shit. Like, that, 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 that stuff messes us up constantly, right? So, imagine, like, being out in the middle of nowhere, basically, you know, no lights, just fire, and stuff like that going on, and all this immense, like, power, and not being able to understand maybe what, what it was, you know, and you make these connections as well. But I think it really describes, you know, and then on the other end of the stick, they know how that is to in their eyes and then so they're like this is that powerful and thus the thunderbird right boom most powerful thing they know kind of like uh hawaiians and volcanoes right yeah and i hope i don't get that wrong no disrespect but i mean i know that you know it's something to them so uh also that being said like i do enjoy when we talk about these native american things or like even like the with the voodoo like how some of this stuff interacts like um it's like more of a direct connection to said being or whatnot. And um, to me, it makes more sense, even how they go about it, than a lot of the major religion stuff. <laughs> you know, it seems more personal. It, it It's just whatever. If you can kind of get out of your mindset of Jesus is white and you eat crackers and all these things. Right. Or <laughs> whatever the fuck is going on. Then um, it's more connected to the universe for sure. Yeah, you know, bro. And Dude. nature and right. Yeah, you know. And as of recently, me and you, my friend, we're noticing like the universe. I feel more and more because not only with this show, but when we talk about the show and the stuff that we want to do and all these things, we hash a lot of things out. And uh, it's weird how 
the universe works when you actually just kind of let it and not just get all caught up in your everyday shit. You know, it's kind of like the other day, yesterday, right, Owen? Owen called me and I was driving to work and I was like, hey, what's up, man? And this guy comes out of his exit and damn near runs into me, you know. Well, instead of letting that ruin my day, when the guy passed me by and you could tell he was like, shit, I just like waved at him, you know, like, hey, it's a mistake, right? Yeah. And that's freaking hard. It's to... easier the older we get to be like that. Yeah, I know. But, but I nonetheless, like, you know, I could have been like, fuck you, motherfucker, and got all upset about it. But what would have changed? Then my day would have been all screwed up. Exactly. And it's not going to yeah. make people drive better to scream <laughs> at them. <laughs> no, it is not. Uh, it is not. Yeah, that's something I've tried to, you know, instead of, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. It's like, I get to do this. You know, like, Correct. I don't have to go to work. I get to go to work and get paid and talk to people. And yeah, so. Yeah, no, you're right. And that's kind of the, that's what this is. Um, what's so neat about a lot of this shit is that it is, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not that freaking weird for everything to be so interconnected. I mean, like, yeah, just look at the forest. I mean, everything's connected with the mushrooms and whatnot. That's pretty trippy shit. There's a we ought to get into that one time. There was a pretty cool documentary on Netflix that seemed pretty legit, and uh, I've read follow-ups on it about how, like, you know, fungi and mushrooms in the forest are pretty much like the nerve endings for it and can sense things. I, I and and it basically will tell the other fungi that are attached to the trees and such that hey, a fire's coming, and then stuff starts producing scents, and it like warns the animals beyond just like the smoke. Really crazy stuff. So why is it so hard to fucking like even like think that like some of these gods or demigods, whatever you want to call them, spirits or creatures or crypto, whatever the fucks, right? Like, why is it such a stretch to think that, like, maybe that's a thing? You know, maybe there's a hibernation for a few of these guys. You know, I'd, I wouldn't want to get hit by an underwater panther. Yeah. You know, that does not seem like a fun day. So I'm glad there's a Thunderbird, a thunderbird around to take it out. That's all. Go on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go Thunderbird. Yeah. Hopefully there's an animated series featuring you guys. Like yeah. Thundercats. Yeah, there definitely should be. Um, you know, in the spiritual in the spiritual realm, like uh, you know, these things exist in a lot of what you covered. And um, uh, what I what I seem to see is that and, and have read is that they're in this perpetual warfare against mo- the, the malevolent aquatic spirits that dwell in rivers. So it must not just be like. Um, must not just be the underwater panther, you know, because there's a lot of it, times it talks about serpents and things of that nature and and whatever. So this uh, this Thunderbird definitely uh, definitely takes care of things. Um, Thunderbird traditions can be traced through archaeological findings such as rock art, animal hides, pottery, figurines, and other artifacts. It's all over this place, all over the place. So it's a pretty big deal. On the totems, you know, the Thunderbird is the top on the totem pole, and he's always on top for a reason because he oversees everything and you know is the spirit that you know you were talking about my friend um uh i was like trying to see here too that um basically like one thing that i kept running into as well which is a problem with a lot of native native american like folklore and or just whatever is like people are jackasses man like it, it, a lot of like europeans came in uh in certain periods of time and like tried to make it kind of a sideshow attraction 
which is a thing that exists in Utah. There's some sort of side show where they were trying to say that uh, these, like, um, pterodactyls were actually the Thunderbirds and that these cave paintings prove mm. it. And then when they, like, screened all the, like, paintings with all their fancy technology, technology you know what I'm saying, they, like... Uh, figured out that it was just painting over painting over painting over time and that the white layers had like kind of washed away so what you were looking at was multiples and even at that point it didn't really look like a pterodactyl you know so be cautious when you look into the thunderbird don't like you know you did a good job i liked all the stuff that you had those were legit um it's just don't 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 like you know just respect this shit right yeah for sure i saw too and uh, Victoria, British Columbia. There's Thunderbird Park that has uh, several totem poles representing Thunderbirds. Obviously, yeah. Um, I'd like to go. Oh, you can't go to Canada. Huh? No. no, I cannot. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. So, or fortunately, I don't know. It would be kind of cool to go to Canada, but fuck you guys. Whatever. Well, not fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck your government. That's how I fuck the Canadian government. I'm uh, anti that, I suppose. Maybe. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's fucking cool. Uh, I'm sure there's some totems around here. I I just didn't have quite enough time to dig into our P&Dub stuff as I would have liked, and maybe we'll get more specific with that in the future. I would like to dig into the, under, into the underwater panther as I keep having a problem saying that for some reason. I don't know why. But, um... That that seems pretty interesting. It seems kind of creepy. I don't know. Maybe it'll be cool. Maybe it won't be. Um, yeah, Thunderbirds. That's legit. I like that. Uh, by the way, this was Owens. He he's the one that uh, brought this one forward. So very happy you did that. Um, I like it. I like the Native American folklore. Very natural. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, bro. Well, to everybody out there. You know, uh, just going to let you know real quick, we do have a subscription link under the show notes and all those sorts of things. It's only like three bucks a month usually if you want it to be, if you're like that. You know, it's cool, whatever you want to do, but there's also a $15 option. And the more that we get going, you know, the more uh, stuff that's going to be available, the more content. We're also going to do some giveaways. So uh, check us out and, you know, have fun. Much love, everybody.